Welcome to this St George's Day episode of the Moss Valley Pod. It's great to have you here with us. Not a huge amount is known about St George. Nevertheless, exciting holiness says that George was probably a soldier living in Palestine at the beginning of the 4th century. He was martyred at Lydda in about the year 304, the beginning of the persecutions of Diocletian, and became known throughout the East as the Great Martyr. There were churches in England dedicated to him before the Norman Conquest. The story of his slaying the dragon may be due to his being mistaken in iconography for St Michael, himself usually depicted wearing armour. Or it may be mistaken identification with Perseus's slaying of the sea monster, a myth also associated with Lydda. George replaced Edward the Confessor as patron saint of England following the Crusades, when returning soldiers brought back a renewed interest in his cult. King Edward III made George patron of the Order of the Garter, which seems finally to have confirmed his position as England's patron saint. Today, we'll listen to some words from Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 2, verses 3 to 7. Share in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving in the army gets entangled in everyday affairs. The soldier's aim is to please the enlisting officer. And in the case of an athlete, no one is crowned without competing according to the rules. It is the farmer who does the work who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in all things. Despite little being known about him, we're very quick in England to invoke St George in all sorts of ways. Take football, for example. When the national team plays, you'll see lots of St George crosses being waved by fans. England's training camp in Staffordshire is called St George's Park. Scouts must parade on the Sunday closest to St George's Day. I can remember many occasions walking through St Ives as a child. It seemed to go on for hours. What is it, though, that we admire so much about St George? As a military man, perhaps it was his prowess as a soldier prepared to head off into battle, an extremely dangerous place to be, we admire his bravery in the face of adversity and danger. Maybe, though, it was his courage. In the face of conflict, he had the courage to stand firm for what he believed in. As a Christian martyr, he would have stood strong upon his faith, having the courage to put himself in harm's way for what he believed to be true. Certainly, we admire today people who run towards danger despite the personal cost. Think about police officers, firefighters, medical staff and the like. Whatever it might be, there is something to admire in St George. Prepared to stand up for what he believes to be true and right, even when it costs him his life. Following the example of Jesus, 
who also gave his life for others. We're reminded of the Easter hope of resurrection and life eternal to come. Enjoy and hope let us pray to the Father. If you wish to join in with the prayers, when I say, we pray to the Father, please respond, hear our prayer. That our risen Saviour may fill us with the joy of his glorious and life-giving resurrection. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer. That isolated and persecuted churches may find fresh strength in the good news of Easter. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer. That God may grant us humility to be subject to one another in Christian love. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer. That he may provide for those who lack food, work or shelter. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer that by his power war and famine may cease through all the world. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer, that he may reveal the light of his presence to the sick, the weak and the dying, to comfort and strengthen them. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer, that according to his promises, all who have died in the faith of the resurrection may be raised on the last day. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer, that he may send the fire of the Holy Spirit upon his people so that we may bear faithful witness to his resurrection. We pray to the Father, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that, as his death has recalled us to life, so his continual presence in us may raise us to eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen. As has become tradition, we end this pod with Brain of the Week. Last week's questions were all about geography and came courtesy of the Cambridge News website. As always, there's a link to the page in the episode description. Anyway, for now, here are the answers. Question one, what percentage of the River Nile is located in Egypt? That would be 22%. If you're within five, you can have that as right. Question two. 
what is the only major city located on two continents? That would be Istanbul. Question three. What is the largest country in South America? That would be Brazil. Question four. How many countries are there in Africa? There are 54. Question five. What river flows through Paris? That would be the River Seine. Question six. What is the only territory of the mainland Americas that still belongs to a European country? That is French Guyana. Number seven. Due to the extreme difficulty of ascent, what mountain is nicknamed the Savage Mountain? That would be K2. Question eight. Which Spanish island is known as the Island of Eternal Spring? Tenerife. Question nine. What is the only sea on earth with no coastline? That's the Sargasso Sea. And finally, question 10. What British island accessible by road only at low tide is also known as Holy Island? That is Lindisfarne. Now we come to the new quiz for next week. Have you got what it takes to be Brain of the Week? Let's find out as we tackle this week's sport round. Question one. What are the five colours of the Olympic rings? What are the five colours of the Olympic rings? Question two. In football, which team has won the Champions League, formerly the European Cup, the most? In football, which team has won the Champions League, formerly the European Cup, the most? Question three. How many players are there in a rugby league team? How many players are there in a rugby league team? Question four. Which horse is the only three-time winner of the Grand National? Which horse is the only three-time winner of the Grand National? Question five. Since 1977, where has Snooker's World Championship taken place? Since 1977, 
where has Snooker's World Championship taken place? Question number six. In tennis, what piece of fruit is found at the top of the men's Wimbledon trophy? In tennis, what piece of fruit is found at the top of the men's Wimbledon trophy? Question seven. Who won FIFA Women's World Cup in 2019? Who won the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2019? Question number eight. In bowling, what is the term given for three consecutive strikes? In bowling, what is the term given for three consecutive strikes? Question number nine. How many world titles has Phil Taylor won in darts? How many world titles has Phil Taylor won in darts? And finally, question number 10. In golf, where does the Masters take place? In golf, where does the Masters take place? Good luck with all of those. I shall reveal my sources along with the answers in the next Moss Valley Pod. Many thanks for listening to the Moss Valley Pod, recorded in Eckington, Derbyshire, England. This has been made possible by the good people at Anchor.fm, sending you all good wishes. Until next time, take care, be safe, God bless.